ahead. I was talking, Jamie. I'm sorry, Jeez. I thought we were done. <laughs> Good Wait, podcast etiquette. But Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music, episode 139, the Motorola cell phone episode. This is the first episode of 2022, and I can think of no better guest than Carrie Morrison to start us off for this year. Carrie is a singer-songwriter from Brevard, North Carolina, primarily plays the keyboard, and she'll be joined for most of the songs on this episode by members of her trio, Andrew Thelston and Jamie Lee Bennett. The live versions of these songs were recorded at Crush Leaf Studios in Brevard, and we certainly thank them for their cooperation. You'll notice in addition to the interview I did with Carrie over Zoom, there's also a couple of uh, sections where she and Andrew and Jamie Lee are talking in the studio. I hope you enjoy that. You can find Carrie's music at carriemorrisonmusic.com. And make sure to look out for her most recent album under the name The Neverwhere Sisters, uh, produced by Andrew Thelson and Daniel Nisbet, and featuring Jamie Lee Bennett. And now here is Carrie Morrison.
this was the first song that I heard of Carrie Morrison's when I worked at WTZQ uh, Terry Wetton was running the local show and yeah didn't he produce this for you he did okay on my first that's, EP Carolina yeah. Blonde that's why I heard that through WTZQ and I remember being like wow this is a really good song Thank and then you. I saw you at that local artist showcase that they did at Moe's Barbecue I was yes. like wow she's really good that was a big deal yeah and that is um, an oldie but goodie. <laughs> it was written in 2009, and it was just about rain at first because we had a record rainfall in November in Henderson County. I worked at East High at that time, and there was literally water running down the walls in several classrooms because, as you know, our facilities are not very up-to-date in the public school system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. There was water coming down the walls and leaking through the roofs, and people were trying to fix it, and they were stomping around on the roofs. I remember that. That was that November of 2009, and that's when I wrote that song. And it just came really, really easily and really fast, almost like it was channeled. And then when I went back and listened to it, I was like, oh, this is a little bit deeper than just rain. Got some deeper emotions. Tell me a little bit about the trio that uh, is in this podcast here. So I'm playing with Andrew Thelston and Jamie Lee Bennett. They're both good friends of mine. And Jamie Lee is a cellist and a flutist. And Andrew is, well, he plays at half a dozen instruments extremely well. But mainly he's known as a guitarist and vocalist. And we've just created an acoustic trio with the cello, guitar, and piano and vocals, and we're developing it not so much as supporting me, but we're kind of trying to make it a true trio where the two of them are doing more vocals and Andrew's doing some of his original songs as well. But um, definitely my favorite project to date because they just are wonderful musicians and wonderful people. So they're like family. Awesome. Cool. How long have you been playing together as a trio? 
Um, not very long. I've been playing with Jamie Lee for two years. I fell in love with her when I saw her with Hope Griffin mm-hmm. a whole bunch of times. And then um, she and I started playing together in 2019. And Andrew and I have been working together in some capacity since about 2015. Oh, cool. Um, he He's helped promote me. He's produced my music. He's played shows with me. We do an acoustic duo that's a lot of fun. Um, but as a trio, we really started to gel um, not even a year ago. But I played with him and I played with her and we put a show together, the three of us, um, in April last year and it just really clicked. So we wanted to do more. I had to do promotion for the podcast now. Make sure to go back and listen to the Hope Griffin duo with Hope Griffin and Jamie Lee. There are four episodes in the archive, so make sure to check that out. Uh, that's for the oh, audience. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, I love and Hope and Jamie Lee. Yeah. I woke up this morning and white was black and black was sunny white. The land of the free is being run by millionaires who like to fight. The winds are changed, I started to talk, and you feel them going round and round. And so basic was I don't know what's up or down. Oh, I said, What? What the? What the hell just happened? Oh, I said, What? What the? I don't even know what to say. Oh, I said, What? What the? What the hell just happened? Oh, I said, What? What the? We gotta find a better way. Now, everything. Said he was an honorable man. I turned my back for not two seconds, and nothing is part of the plan. All these lies and creepy eyes, I don't know which way to turn. Like a mouth to the flame, to the fire, and baby, you know you're gonna get burned. Oh, I said, What? What the? What the hell just happened? Oh, I said, What? What the? Just that, no, I said, what? What the? 
is people say it's political or they think it's political. It's kind of political, but it's really just a reaction to the primary in 2016. Um, we all know what that was like and what was going on. And it was just kind of like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it really is more about when things just don't turn out the way you, you planned, which is like, all the time. So it's um, a little teeny bit political. My dad said he wants me to write a musical called Trump the Musical uh-huh. and that that song should be featured in the musical. I said, well, that's not really my plan, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you like this song, Dad. But it's not really about Trump, right. but it could be. I don't know. Right. It's whatever you want. I mean, it's about the, um, what do you call it? The primary. I thought maybe it was about Elizabeth Warren not getting the nomination. That was upsetting to the country, I think. It was upsetting right. in a way if you were if you were looking at a certain array of candidates right. and another array of candidates and then looking at people who had dropped out that you were excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Martin O'Malley. But this song was. <laughs> <laughs> that was that's when people said who the, who the who the is Martin O'Malley and why is he running against these other people that you've heard of? Exactly, it's like who the ellipsis dot question mark, right. which is kind of like the the song what the ellipsis dot question mark. But they wouldn't let me put that on the CD oh. when I was arranging the printing, so I just put what the. I just no wanted to show off my my deep knowledge of the 2016 primary. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. It was it was written before the Elizabeth Warren thing. Yeah. So, it was really I guess it was March 2016, the election being in November 2016. So oh. there was So you was knew something bad like was going to happen. The, yeah. I had a feeling. Yeah. I had a feeling in the pit of my stomach, but it was also just kind of a fun song. I needed a reprieve from my really sad ballads that I was writing at the time, which I'm always working on those, mm-hmm. but it's definitely got a little bit of a, I think a little bit of a Motown influence, which my parents are really into. So I grew up with a lot of that. So it was just more of a fun song. And of course, cynical too. I might put some percussion on behind it on the recording. We'll see. Do we'll it. See what happens. Probably. Well, know. the percussion was recorded when I recorded it. It was River Gagarion mm-hmm. who did the percussion. So he did what we call the classic 90s intro. Boom, cha, a boom, boom, cha, boom, cha, butta, 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 like that. I mm-hmm. said, can you do that? He said, oh, so 90s. Well, I said, well, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody loves that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That sounds like, I mean, that sounds like um, Get Off My Cloud. I think that's maybe 60s, even. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. It might be. Yeah. In my head. So. It might be 60s. It might be Black Crows. Yeah. Uh, when did you, um, you start playing music? I was seven, and I took piano lessons and learned the scales and the chords. And then as I grew up, into a young upstart um, 
wannabe musician, I got this wonderful teacher named Linda Bader, and she taught me how to play improvisationally because she realized I could play by ear. I'm a terrible sight reader. I know what the notes are, but I'm just, I'm not fast and not a good sight reader, but she saw that I could imitate and I understood intervals without anyone explaining it, I guess. So she just taught me some left-hand techniques like arpeggios, Alberti bass, um, which I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-mm. It's just a certain chord structure that you play in your left hand to accompany the right hand melody. But she just taught me all these techniques and then taught me how to do them in different keys. So if she said, play this melody, but play a C arpeggio underneath it, I could just do that. And she helped me develop that. Then I stepped away from her in high school thinking I should learn from a classical teacher a traditional teacher and that lasted about six months. And then I went back to Linda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, she had a huge influence on me. Was she mad at you? Did, did she? Did... No, no, she's the sweetest angelic lady. Just, and she's still alive. And she wrote me a nice letter when I released my CD. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm, when I released my full length CD miles and miles, she wrote me a really sweet letter. Because my mom bought a bunch of CDs and sent them to everybody, (laughs) which is really sweet. Yeah. But, yeah. Born here, and here I 
pick your Carrie I've never asked you this how do you pick your styles your 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 vibes your atmospheres of the song how do you go from funk to rock to acoustic ballad to scottish ditty to <laughs> sea chanty to all of that how do you do that cuz I know how I do that but how do you do that it's totally an accident yeah um, it's just it has to be written and the muse comes and visits and she kind of like smacks you on the head. How much do you have to pay her? To write it, write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much do you have to pay her? That's a good question because like during quarantine, I think I doubled the amount and it still wasn't, it still didn't really help. But you Checks wrote like 200 songs in quarantine. I wrote two. Wrote a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just, um, it just happens. The ones that are probably melodically the strongest are sort of already written. They just take shape in my head and then I just add the words that one was completely, I think, completely written except for maybe the pre-chorus as soon as I got home from my second time in Scotland. Nice. And then when I went to my third time in Scotland, we were driving on the Isle of Mull with this little tour group, and it sort of got out into the group that I was a singer-songwriter, and, oh, do you have your CD? I'm like, why, why yes, yes, I do. <laughs> um, I keep it Don't in my... Always <laughs> I keep it in my hiking pack. Thank you so much. You want to put it in the van the uh, CD player? Yeah. <laughs> so we were listening to this song driving around the coast on the Isle of Mull in Scotland. And that was like one of the well, best experiences of my life. Is that the Mull of Kintyre? That's not it. It's, is that you a... go to that to get to oh, this. I only yeah. know that because of Paul the Mull McCartney. of Kintyre. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, there will be more of that. Kind of. I was like 45 years old before I knew that wasn't the mule of Kintyre. Well, if a Scottish person says it, you may not, it may yeah. come out differently. Yeah. The next song is off of the new EP, The Neverwhere Sisters, and um, it's called Gone Too Long. Away, um, inspired by Bonnie Scotland. I've been there three times and this was after the second time I came home and it was just, it was just there in my head and it's a sea chanty and it's about Scotland, but it doesn't mention the word Scotland at all. It says Caledonia, which is the Roman word for Scotland, which a lot of Scottish people would be like, Oh, <laughs> I using that word. But it's so pretty when you sing it, Caledonia. It's just, it rolls off the tongue. And Doogie McLean has a song called Caledonia, and he is 
the unofficial songwriter or official, I guess, songwriter of Scotland. So, but it was just reminding me of the islands and the Western islands, the Hebrides. And it's just, I don't know. I love Scotland so much. I'm Morrison. Morrison's come from the Isle of Lewis. We're a little bit Viking, a little bit Celt from way back, like hundreds and hundreds of years. So I've always been inspired by that place. So that's what it's about. B.B. Uh, King had a song called Caledonia. I think he might, yes. be, he might be Scottish. I don't think it's about Scotland. Though. <laughs> I think it's about I a, think it's about a woman. It's about a hard-headed woman, yeah. It's about a hard-headed woman. That's a great song. Yeah. Caledonia, Caledonia. Yeah. Yeah. Don't sing too much of it. I might have to pay a royalty or something. (laughs) I won't. That's why I didn't sing the words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not because I don't remember the words. Right. It's just because I was protecting you copyright wise. Thank you. All right. (laughs) You're you're welcome. Um, You've been to Scotland how many times? Three times. Three times. Yes. If I go to Scotland, what should I do there? You should go to Isle of Skye and just stand and look around and marvel at it because it's the best of the mountains and the ocean and it's all volcanic land. Have you ever seen the movie Prometheus? Um, sounds familiar. Oh, is that the Have alien? The alien prequel. Prequel? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it. The Alien prequel. Yeah. And then Stardust, the movie Stardust. I don't think so. Based on a Neil Gaiman novel. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. That was filmed there. Oh, have you seen Highlander? Uh, I saw the first Highlander movie. Yes. The first one yeah. with Christopher Lambert, Sean yeah. Connery. That was filmed on Sky. Oh, okay. So. It's just breathtakingly beautiful. So go to Isle of Skye, go to Edinburgh, and just go to a lot of pubs and listen to a lot of music. And If I go to Scotland, um, do enough people there speak English that I could get get by? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. English is the main language. It is? The, oh, okay. Yeah. Some, <laughs> in some of the remote Scottish. villages. Well, they do. Yeah. They do. But in just the really, really remote places. Yeah. I was really just making and... a joke because I know they speak English. But I have seen, um, <laughs> I saw a movie they one time. Gaelic. Yeah. I saw a movie one time that was filmed in Scotland. All the actors were Scottish, Scott, whatever they call themselves. Um, and they had uh, subtitles, even though they were speaking English, because you couldn't understand anything they said. So they, yeah. they had put, put subtitles on it. That was interesting. Yes, I still have to have that. Um, my husband is English, and he used to work in Scotland. Mm-hmm. So he makes fun of me that I can't understand the dialects all the time. I mean, some of the dialects you can, and some are very, very quick. But I make fun of him when he can't understand someone from, say, Edneyville. Right. You know, he can't, he's like, wait, right. what What did they say? I'm like, you did not understand that. Are you kidding right. me? He doesn't understand what yens means. I mean, come on, guy. No, or right. yuns. Yeah. Or or might could or bats it. Yeah. Or, what's wrong with that guy? There's a lot of there's a lot of colloquialisms he actually doesn't understand. It's pretty yeah. funny. 
Uh, one thing that I'm from Eastern North Carolina, and one thing that even threw me off, and I'm from like rural, rural Eastern North Carolina, where you can't say rural. Um, <laughs> but uh, when people say, "I don't care to do that," yes, in Eastern North Carolina, it means I don't, I don't, I would rather not do it. And here it means I don't, I don't mind I doing. Don't it. mind. Yeah, yeah. Mike, my husband, um, encountered that at work. One of his coworkers said, I don't care to. And he was like, wait, oh, you don't want, you don't want to? Oh, yeah. should I find, no, no, I'll do it. Like, he really didn't understand that. I had to explain that to yeah, him. Yeah, And it still catches it me means, sometimes, you know, and then there's people that aren't from here and you're like, okay, are you using that? What, what, just don't even say that. Just tell me straight up. Are you going to do it or not? Yeah. Yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> Quit being maybe passive aggressive slash. Quit super, being obtuse. Slash super friendly. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, that's Southern, you know, bless your heart, Ron. <laughs> More from Carrie Morrison in just a moment. want to uh, remind you, you can find her music at CarrieMorrisonMusic.com. And also in case you didn't notice, I didn't with the parts with uh, talking in the studio and then the uh, Zoom interview, I didn't really differentiate between those two. It just goes from one to the other. I figure you guys are mature. You, you can understand what's going on. I have confidence in you. Hi, my name's Mitzi Mueller from Wolf Willow, and I'm here to say that our new single, All I Can Say, is out now on all streaming platforms. We sure do hope you'll like it, and we love you very much. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. That's WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcast, or you can go to wncoriginalmusic.com, or you can just once an hour ask your smart speaker, uh, play WNC Original Music. I'm not going to say the name of your smart speaker because I respect your privacy. Hi, this is Jennifer Alvarado, and you are listening to WNC Original Music. Thank you. 
originally going to be a super slow ballad. I'm glad I decided to pick it up a little bit. And it's just appreciation for being here in the mountains and hiking. Hiking is a spiritual thing for me and a lot of people, I guess. Just It's really special, really special place we live in. So that's what it's about. Just wrote it a few years ago. On Thanksgiving, I wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, do you think of a certain place when you sing this song? Any particular specific place in the mountains? I'm thinking of a few places because I'm going to have Dustin Maxwell do a video for it and invite a bunch of my hiking buddies to do sort of a casual, fun video, a real just kind of a positive, laughing, happy thing. Um, so I'm thinking of like... A few places, some overlooks. Uh, Pink Beds Overlook is really amazing. Wagon Road Gap is beautiful. There's just some places, I would say, up 276, if you're turning right toward Mount Pisgah, there's some really breathtaking views. There's Frying Pan Mountain, um, of course, Pisgah, Mount Pisgah. But I was just thinking of some really great overlooks where you just look out and you see row upon row of ridge upon ridge. And Dustin likes to film in the evening because that's the best light. And that's when those clouds kind of settle in between the, mm-hmm. the ridges. It's just absolutely gorgeous. So that's what I visualize. Oh, yeah. Cool. Now, you're, um, how many albums do you have out? I have three studio but kind of um digital professional albums i've got an ep called carolina blonde which was 2013 and then i've got a full length called miles and miles which was 2017 and then just did another ep called the neverwhere sisters in summer 2021 and uh where'd you record these 
The first one was with Terry Wetton and Hog Rock Mountain Studios. He has passed away since, but he was a great singer-songwriter, and he worked at WTZQ, did the local artist showcase mm -hmm. in Hendersonville, mm -hmm. created a whole series and um, a performance series that I got to do. And so he did that EP and worked on some of the production of Miles and Miles, but then handed it over to Chris Rosser, who's with Free Planet Radio, and he's got his own studio in West Asheville. These are all in people's homes. Mm -hmm. Really nice um, studios in people's homes. So Chris has a studio, and one thing I'm really – well, that whole full-length CD took me – two and a half years to finish because as you know, musicians kind of have to do it as you can afford it. Mm -hmm. And just, it's hard to find time. Chris's schedule is very busy because he was performing with free planet, planet radio and traveling the world and just being able to get all the musicians in and do it. But Elliot Wadopian, who was in free planet radio, award-winning bass player. He has, he had more than one Grammy. Oh, wow. He played bass on Highway Song, which we'll talk about, I'm sure. But Real quick, are you holding a baby rattle by any chance? I am not. I hear a little Something shaking rattling. sound. Yeah, do you hear that? Do you, is there anything on that end? No, I think, do you have a, do you have a microphone on your, on your uh, headphones? Um, I hate for you to have to hold that the whole time. <laughs> it's probably an awkward feeling. It's no, it's fine. Okay. No big deal. Okay. Oh, yeah, that actually sounds a lot better. Good job. Okay. Thank you. 
personal experience but if you're in a really toxic relationship and then you break up sometimes that person tries to smear campaign you <laughs> to mm-hmm. everyone so it's just it's basically about a toxic relationship and how the person who is perpetrating all this nastiness seems to be untouched themselves and karma hasn't really bitten them yet but, you know, you're thinking it probably will. So get ready. For the house of cards. <laughs> Your house to fall. of cards will right. fall. It's going to I know fall. exactly. That's I've right. been in that situation exactly myself. Uh, I was the person who really? yeah, spread the misinformation about people. <laughs> so, I cannot believe that. Yeah, I've been you on the other end. You are so nice. I I've can't been on believe. the other end of it. Yeah. You've been like the smear campaigner? Yeah, yeah. Karma hasn't touched I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Karma hasn't touched me yet. It hasn't. Like that map in the background's not falling on your head. It Everything has, seems to be going okay. That actually falls quite often. I should probably do something different. It? Yeah. It's always <laughs> falling. A smart person would say, wait a minute, let me do something different. No, I think it's falling twice. <laughs> From me jumping around. When I do my, I have my dance recitals in here. Oh, That's absolutely. Like, yeah. You gotta be free. You gotta flail yeah. those arms. And as, I don't know if you call it dance. Uh, you, perhaps you're familiar with the Broadway show Stomp. Um, <laughs> that's we, we're doing a local up road version. We're trying to get that going. Really? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> not really. No. I really kind of wanted to see that. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see you strap some garbage can tops on your shoes. I mean, I'll do that. Yeah. That, so, just to walk okay. around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's um, well. There's the percussion that I need. Yeah, exactly. Um, on my next show. So, have you ever? Um, we talked about the trio. What's like the largest band you've ever played in? Ooh, good question. Thank you. It's. <laughs> I, worked, I worked hard on it. <laughs> I haven't played in any large bands. The largest band I played in would be the CD release band that I got together. Which was myself, Andrew, Bradford Carson, um, 
Amanda Hollyfield, and two backup singers. That's pretty big. Marion and Tana. So that was the biggest band I think I've ever played in. And sometimes I play with Andrew Thelston's band, which is, there are three of them. And then I make the fourth. So I really haven't played in any huge ensembles. So I used to sing in choirs, but that would be the biggest collective in music I've ever done. All right. I want to thank Carrie for being on the show. Don't forget to check out her music at CarrieMorrisonMusic.com. A bunch of different styles of music there, both her solo with the trio and uh, with uh, Jamie Lee, as discussed earlier. Also, of course, want to thank Jamie Lee and Andrew Thelston for accompanying Carrie on the podcast uh, recording of her semi-live music presentation. We'll have some videos of that coming out pretty soon. It'll be very interesting and uh, entertaining to see and hear. That reminds me, don't forget to check out Andrew Thelson's music at andrewthelson.com. One more time, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Just search WNC Original Music wherever you get your podcasts or go to wncoriginalmusic.com. For the closing song tonight, I have a very interesting submission from a group called Staycation Compilation. And that's a compilation series that showcases a variety in the sound of music while giving back to a greater cause. And this particular volume's uh, proceeds go to the Baltimore International Academy's music department and uh, funds opportunities for more students to have instruments and be more musically involved. We're going to have maybe a couple of tracks from this compilation over the next couple of months and um, talking to them about maybe, who knows, maybe uh, doing something similar in this area. We'll see in the future. We'll let you have more information about that. But for right now, this is a track from an act called Pelvis Presley, and it's called Voice of Wisdom. Have a good week. Standing in a tribe while we wait, the fire we started has been keeping us warm at night. Shadow of the moonlight awakes us as we're trying to sleep, north of a dozen stars shining bright. Take me to a galaxy far, far away. If we go by foot, we'll make it by tomorrow before midnight. Seeking paranormal activity, a platonic relationship with our imaginary minds. It's all in good faith, but you did leave an aftertaste of something brewing in my mind's eye. Just when I'm ready to take a break, you devour my brain with new ideas. Unleash your creative juices on me. That drives my emotions and motives I've begun to realize. Like if I had an addiction to risk and you were the doctor that diagnosed me with it. Now I catch myself trespassing in secluded areas all of the time, living out of a hostel, paying my bills with the community currency. You abducted my plans, now we're driving across country, 3D printing your hands into my ceiling fan and changing my Wi-Fi's router's name to something funny, giving me plenty of options, putting me in this position to do what I want, when I want, anytime, learning this algorithm to code the perfect replica I desire. It's critical to follow these principles all of the time, troubleshooting all your problems at ease, motivated to solve them. I know it's not what you think, but it's the closest thing to a time machine. This is a voice of wisdom you need to hear and believe.
You feel because it's Ron says it is, and around here we do whatever Ron says.